Stupid questions. Let's play ball. Welcome in everybody to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia with me is the Welsh, and of course, it's you. It's been a fun weekend of baseball to talk about. The Blue Jays, at some point, stop scoring runs, I think, against the Red Sox. I don't know for sure. They might still be going. <laughs> Joe, there's rumors around the world that they're still scoring runs as we speak. Mm. At this moment, runs are still being scored on the Boston Red Sox. No one really knows. We just are told the tale. <laughs> We did the legend of the, uh, the Toronto blue Jays offense uh, continues to grow here. And hopefully that's a team that offensively needs to get off to a good start. Uh, Loris Gurriel has been red hot too. I keep waiting for that shoe to drop. I keep saying he's a guy to trade high uh, at this point because he just can't sustain it as far as I'm concerned, but it's good to see some life out of the blue Jays offense. Uh, we're going to see some life this week out of uh, Jacob Degrom, hopefully as well. Lots to talk about. There was even a trade over the weekend, too. Daniel Vogelbach goes to the Mets for a minor mm. league reliever. Your thoughts on this from a fantasy perspective? Uh, what kind of impact can Vogelbach have in this lineup? And it, it appears the Mets are also uh, connected to Trey Mancini, I saw today, connected to Josh Bell. So lots of moving pieces there. Uh, what happens to Alonzo then as first baseman? Does he like get more days in the DH spot, you think? I think it just gives them a little bit more flexibility. I think one big thing is it signals the absolute end to Dominic Smith. I know he's been down yeah. the minors and there've been trade rumors with him. I think that was all but a signaling that he's gone. I can't tell if Vogel, if this is going to be like a Vogelbach is locked in. This was their choice, or this was just a really cheap addition. If they mm -hmm. can't make another move. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, here's one of the positive things. Vogelbach has seen a lot of pitches this year. He can come out of the leadoff spot. He was in the Pirates leadoff spot, and he's going to make a lot of contact. I don't have really, really high hopes unless I was in a deep league, but I just think it provides a little bit more flexibility. Throw Alonzo over a DH even more so they're comfortable. If they want to screw around or they want to throw him near the top of the lineup, that's where things get interesting. You know, maybe total base props. Maybe you're just trying to chase some runs. But outside of that, I mean, he's relatively minimal fantasy value you mentioned the fact that dom smith's probably the odd man out now in keeper leagues and dynasty leagues and stuff like that welsh i, I mean to me dom smith was never a prototypical um first base slugging kind of guy i mean i i thought he was an odd draft pick at the time i didn't love no. it uh, but look you know he's been a guy that's shown you he could hit for some high average do you have any hope for him getting an everyday job somewhere else potentially do you see him as a buy cheap i don't want to say buy low but a buy on the cheap and somebody could be useful or is this a guy that the organization's moving on because they're telling you he's not really a, a full major league everyday player i kind of think it might be the latter right there yeah, um me too it, it reminds me of the clint frazier situation remember where it was like man <laughs> that's a good clint, comparison clint frazier could just get going if he could just get this spot and we could see the bat speed we could da, 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 da. and then he did and it didn't work and we always kept wondering like why isn't Clint Frazier off this team? Are the Yankees really holding so high? And then it were, I kind of see it as a similar situation that's going to end up happening. If he were, you know, such a talent that everybody thinks they can fix, why would they have not made a trade? You got to imagine the Mets are just dying to move off of him. There's mm -hmm. no home. And also you want to do right by the player sometime. So I think uh, I would liken it to more Clint Frazier than it is hidden talent. Yeah. And you could tell Mike Mayer's back in the chat because he's already saying, I look jaundiced in my yeah, new lighting. <laughs> This is just me. I am very swarthy and dark on the YouTube channel in the summertime. I step outside, I get tan. It's just I, my complexion. I do There's have a request, I can do though. About it. This is a request, though. Okay. If you're going to have that lighting, 
uh-huh. when you start the show, I need you to go, hey, yo. <laughs> you still hey, like the yo, sexy version please yeah like I would the sexy like, I would, time on this yeah show. yeah yeah i would like sexy time joe to open up the show uh hey yo uh, let's get to some more headlines everybody oh yeah uh pete alonzo powers the mets past the padres after two anemic offensive nights for them uh ruiz reaches base four times for the nats as they topple the diamondbacks he had adoles garcia at four hits a home run and stolen base and a victory over the a's this was a player i talked about last week is interesting by low i know the tv show i do because uh, this is a streaky player and he had gone i think at one point he had a stretch where he's in a buck 11 over 10 games and i'm like well that's a perfect time to make a trade for uh garcia because you know eventually he's gonna have the turnaround and here we go he's the turnaround and you know, whenever you see schedules looking for the West too, where they're going to beat up on teams like the A's, uh, it's you know you, you go ahead and you start to invest in those teams. Um, you had Robbie Ray hit hard um, against the Astros, and they get swept. So the Mariners, uh, riding high, fourteen game win streak. Welcome to the Astros. Welcome to the big leagues, son. Now you got a real team you got to play against. They've got a four game set coming up later this week, and none of those matchups favor them. In fact, it's Verlander versus Ray. I think in that one where you thought they might have a shot. Look, the Mariners also deal with injuries. You had Winker go down with an injury. You had um, somebody else was injured too for them. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, I Mitch haniger has been hurt. And Hanag- well, Hanager's supposed to be coming back soon. He just started Julio was dealing with assignment. the wrist. But yes. is this was? Did we see the end of the Mariners' run? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I don't think we can do that. I mean, there were some players early on that played a little bit above, but you know, you you know, you have a hurt Winker, you have a hurt Julio. Those are not great pieces. is gonna come back to power the offense, but I mean it's just repeating from what we've said a whole lot. Like, I think this team needs to make a crazy impactful trade. I know obviously they get thrown in the Soto stuff. Get a new table setter. Get someone. I'd like to see someone at the top of the lineup. I'd love to see like Ty France hitting two with somebody that just really gets going on a leadoff spot and then get one more impactful pitcher because that pitching is just mm-hmm. Robbie. You don't know what Robbie Ray you're going to get at all right. times. You've got young guys like George Kirby in there. Ugh. Yeah, it's not it's not it's built so for the playoffs. It's built for it's like built for the regular season. Welsh. I got to be honest with you. Like, magical dream. Like, ooh, look yeah. at how fun is this team? It's like Moneyball. Like we write a movie about it. Like if they were to do anything it's with this cast but i don't think they're going to do anything with this crew so i really really believe that they should be just hyper hyper aggressive on you know know where they go though i don't think they're gonna go back to the reds because they already made their deal with the reds i'd be very surprised if they went back to that well again like even maybe for tyler molly but they're not gonna get castillo um but it's it's kind of in a weird spot Uh, i mean who are you getting is it is that the Kellenic deal? Is that, I mean, is that what you're you doing? know Kellenic what? And Kirby? Legit, the team should give a consideration. Well, you don't have to trade both of those guys. They, I think for Castillo, um, I think you might. I mean, Kellenic's far from a sure thing at this maybe, point. Maybe, but you've got some. You, they've got other pieces. That you've also got a guy like Brash, which I feel like the Reds would just or Marte deal Noelve Marte. If you really wanted to go that high, I think they would need to get like a bat back if they mm-hmm. wanted to trade Marte and Kellenic. I mean, that's a huge, massive trade. You'd have to get. It's a trade that fantasy people will be like what but real life they'd be like well you're getting a controllable young well, if we get drury back too he would be a useful piece you could move all over the place yeah i mean and montas is still out there as well you have to think uh, that, that could be in consideration yeah i just don't think you want to give up the, the train for a guy who uh you know shoulder issues so it's a good point no it's a really really good point. i mean luis castillo is like the bell of the ball i think at this point he speaking of the bell of the ball welsh you were bell of the ball the home run contest this weekend taking paul Ooh. goldschmidt at two yesterday what do you had four over the week i mean something absurd right four you were just times. on fire 
Well, I'm Oof. still very far away. As I saw, we'll talk about it. Well, later. Four is a big jump. Total. You got no, four a in huge, a weekend. That's a big jump. It was jump a huge jump, but it was like 20% of my total. And I was like, oh God, I'm so far away. I need a huge push. I need a couple more of these like three or four day spans with four homers. I'm I'm not quite at the the board, but we're getting mm-hmm. there. And Goldie did me well with Sniffing four the board. bombs. Yeah. Sniffing the board. All right, let's move on to some more. Uh, news here on the injury front. Steven Matz uh, diagnosed with the torn MCL and left knee. It was a weird play at first base and you could see it go. And it was just like, yep, there we go. There we have it. And that's an injury. I think, you know, real tough for the Cardinals right now. I mean, the Cardinals are kind of up against it as great as Goldschmidt's been. And you're not going to have Goldschmidt or Arnado going against Toronto this week. So make sure you're setting your lineups appropriately there in fantasy. Um, I will say this, uh, the Cardinals kind of have to make a move here. Uh, they are, Still in striking distance of that division, Welsh, but more to the point in this wild card, you want to stay afloat here. And I think they have a really good chance of making the playoffs. But, you know, the Matt's injury, not that he is the biggest, most important one, but you're talking about innings now. So, you know, the guy who's like gone from the innings. Well, I think that hurts them. Yeah, and I think they're they're probably going to be in the cheaper market. Like we keep going back to where like every time we're talking about teams acquiring, we're like, hey, Castillo Montes, but they're a team that would probably be going really cheap. Merrill Kelly, Massive Bumgarner has mm. been put out there in the Diamondbacks. I think you're going to have to probably they're going to dig down that hole. It's not going to as much as we they need somebody. It's not going to be someone I think that we're like, oh my gosh, breaking news. It'll just be like, oh, the Cardinals might be able to fix this type of guy. Freddie Peralta uh, had his. Uh struck out three guys in triple a on Sunday. So he is working his way back. If for some reason he was dropped in your league, please go pick him up. I mean, uh, it's possible. Sometimes rosters get squeezed, especially when you have limited IL spots with the way baseball is. Well, also Uh, you can see him maybe floating out there. There was kind of a, like, this could be way longer than you think like this. I think we're on the best case scenario. I think we're on the best case scenario. Rosterer. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was pretty long. It was a good, it was a good long time. Yeah. Long. And tout, I had to, I have to Grom and Peralta. It's not good, but no. I think I'm coming off of two straight wins and I have no chance to win it, but I am making a nice little comeback here. And hopefully both of those guys are going to help me. Yeah. And also speaking of injuries too, you're going to have uh jazz Chisholm out for a while too, which hurts already a bad offense in Miami. I mean, Miami went 34 innings without scoring a run and, you know, losing Jess Chisholm is not going to help. Uh, Jesse Winker left his game with the right ankle sprain. So we'll keep an eye on that. Adam Duvall uh, season ending wrist surgery for him. So the Braves lose a bat there. Uh, They're one of the deeper offenses. They can afford to lose him. Uh, Harris has played so well in the outfield too. So they have some depth there, obviously. Uh, But to me, it's all about just getting uh, Ozzie Albies back healthy too. And the the Braves offense is going to be fine. Duvall is not a huge injury there in that sense, but it is something from a depth standpoint. I could see them adding another outfielder at some point in time sure. over the next two weeks. Uh, Mr. Alvarez uh, returns from the IL, but sits on Sunday. Still got lingering soreness in the right hand. Uh, does this concern you for the second half here with Alvarez uh, in terms of his fantasy productivity? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, mean, mm. I would say anytime you're dealing with um, uh, any type of injury with him, especially hand injuries, any zapping of power is something you want to look for. He's not quite on the injury prone tag, but it's something to monitor. I don't know if there's much to do with it. Um, if you're really, really fearful of injuries and zapping of power, he's been playing at a premium. You could always look to consolidate. I'm not sure I would recommend that at that point. That might be a little bit overreactionary. The only other thing I want to add before we jump on, because this wasn't on here, because uh, I think this is important. Fernando Tatis uh, said, or he took on-field batting practice over the weekend, mm-hmm. and he had said that he's expecting to face live hitters this week and potentially start a rehab assignment 
next week. So the first week in August, we'll be starting a rehab assignment to whatever degree that could be. You could be looking at Tatis back second to middle half of um, of August, which would be huge, huge, huge. But there's another would- injury person you worry about, and their value is jumping up right now because Tatis is he's healthy, he's working, or, you know, healthy, he's working to be healthy. He's going to be doing rehab assignment, so his value is rocketing back up. Let me ask you, Joe, who would you mm. rather have rest of season, Fernando Tatis Jr. or Jordan Alvarez? Uh, still Alvarez for me, uh, because I, I also I'm not. I mean, look, it's a good question because when you're dealing with hand injuries here, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but to me, I think what we're seeing here with Alvarez is more management. Uh, they're running away with that division. Uh, there's no reason to push Alvarez if he's having any soreness or anything like that. So I, I would still take Alvarez as opposed to the guy who was out for a very long period of time with an injury Makes and not in timing. You know, this is like, even if Tatis is healthy, where's the timing at? We don't know. Maybe he jumps back in there. Boom. And he's good to go. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it takes him a month or three weeks. And if so, it's already almost August. So I was still thinking well, Alvarez, who would you take? Yeah. I mean, that's part, well, that's part of the good question for the rehab for the rehab assignment, but you can have uh, all the rehab in the world, you know, timing on major league pitching is not the same as, you know, it's, it's no, different. You're not, you're not wrong about that. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost need to not answer it. I don't know. Cause it's tough because <laughs> you can't ask a question of me and then not give an answer. Well, no, we move on to other topics. It, it just, right. deal. when Tatis comes back, <clears throat> He will be close to one of the number one fantasy players. It's similar to like Ronald Acuna missing that time. Comes back, bam, you're one of the top guys in all of baseball. He's going to also be one of those guys. And it, it it's tough because I think, you know, from a power speed five tool perspective, he immediately starts to fill that role. But Jordan Alvarez has been so dominant this year. And I don't know if we quite have any like, any indication that, you know, he really is going to be zapped of power or he's going to struggle with this wrist injury or it's lingering any little linger. It's an easy Tatis. Mm. It might be a Tatis overall. I think I'll side on the not Welsh, like the one side of my brain. It's like the <laughs> devil side of my brain. That's like, take the upside. And the other one's like, Welsh, don't just do well, the right yeah. thing. And I'll yeah. do the right thing, which is safe in Jordan Alvarez, but a little devil he's poking mm. up. Linger, one of my favorite Cranberries tunes as well. Just want to throw that out there. I'm such a fool for you. Mm-mm, I am. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a good, I love the Cranberries. Cranberries are yeah, great. All right. Can we talk about this? A little, a uh, little uproar. One of our favorite potential second half breakout guys who needs it in the worst way. Nick Castellanos had a little uh, breakdown, as it were, with a reporter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm the Sultan of Segway. So, um, yeah. So the reporter asked him, yo, do you, do you hear the booze? <laughs> and he was basically said, that's a stupid question. And he's right. I mean, oftentimes I'm the guy who's like, just, you know, shut up and answer the question. That's your job. You're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Just, just answer the question. But you know what? He's right. It's a dumb question. Of course he hears the booze. Of course he does. And after this all broke down, if you haven't seen it, run to the Twitter machine and watch e, it. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's you uncomfortable. Report, and you know the what? The reporter got a little pissy too. Like he kind of like, got he, real pissy. Afterwards. Yeah. He kind of like, like, I don't know. He was kind of like a smaller dude. Like it wasn't a good move. And he kind of like got his finger out and moved did, forward. The and the media, the guard is like, no, nah, we're not doing this. But he did have a good point where he told Castillo, he's like, you know, he's like, if, if it's a stupid question, you should be, Castillo. or Castellanos, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Castillo's still in my head. I uh, he asked Castellanos, like, you should still be able to answer a stupid question. And, and Castellanos. You know what? How about ask a better question? I mean, the guy knows he's struggling. The guy obviously cares. And you ask him, does he hear the booze? It's yeah. Philadelphia. You can hear the booze when you cross the city line. 
It's a snarky reporter question. Like if it you're is a snarky, if you're it's a snarky reporter question in yeah. a town. And and this brings up a bigger point, and it's a fantasy point, it's a betting point, it's just a baseball point at the end of the day. You have these cities like St. Louis, where they cheer you no matter what, where they're always super positive. And you have cities like Philadelphia. By the way, the Phillies are possibly going to be the team that has the longest playoff drought, by the way, Ooh, if they miss the playoffs this year. That's fun. Fun fact. So does environment matter in terms of investability when it comes to players, when it comes to fantasy, when it comes to wagering, when it comes to all these things? Because Philadelphia is a negative place. I love it. I lived there for a while. It's a fun place. I still go there. Just took my kids there uh, in the fall. We had a great, in the spring, we had a great time. But think about it. I mean, it is it is not the easiest place to play. It's not the easiest place in terms of the fan base or the media base. Do you think that that's something that, you know, when we see guys go there, that we should be just a little bit concerned or factor that into our evaluations of them? I don't know. That would be a wild thing where it's like we've gone and we're like, all right, off, you know, any pitchers in Colorado down, hitters in Colorado up. If we started like putting the negative factor, this would be the negative zone in Philadelphia where players go. And if they're not really super mentally tough, are they going like, to who's ever gone know. to St. Louis and then been bad? You know what I mean? Like, think about it. It's like, you know, like it's well, uh, look, they do a really good job of targeting players, but typically speaking, I'm not even the homegrown guys. I'm talking about the guys who, who get traded there or signed there. You know, most part, it's gangbusters, man. And everyone's like, boy, they're geniuses. They're geniuses, but it's also a wonderful environment in St. Louis. think it's a happy place? You think it's because it's a very it's happy, so happy place from a baseball like standpoint? You go over for four Ks, they're like, get them next time, kid. You go over for four Ks in Philadelphia, they're throwing batteries at you. Yeah, and they're they and, and it's just, it's just a true. It's interesting. And it was a dumb question, by the way, too. The reporter was, was super snarky and he was like hyper aggressive. And if I were like in a mode and stuff like that, and again, he was coming at me like that, I would just be like, I would have been, I mean, I probably would have been a little bit more than, you know what? I'm actually going to hat tip Cassianos for not like ex escalating it further because <laughs> yeah, right? I thought the, re I thought the reporter was, was a jerk. He got hot after how he was doing. He, he got really hot and the security guard literally like pushed like, him okay, off as soon as he did the finger. And it's just like, these dudes are, there's a lot well, of Mike pressure Mayer on it. And you did ask a dumb question. It was a Mike Mayer question. Hey, uh, Hey Nick, do you hear the booze? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the question is when you hear the booze, as a professional, are you able to block that out or, or is this, is the stress of, you know, situation bleeding over? Like ask the question that way. Do you hear the booze is a dumb question. There's like, a lot no, of different I, ways. I'm deaf. You're yeah. Wrong. Like how does it affect you when your hometown teen is turning against you in that respect? There's a lot of different it's a clown ways question, bro. Which clown once question. again, Philadelphia, if you recall, that's Bryce Harper in, you know, like Washington years. Right. Remember I was yeah. like, you know, there's certain places where was that in you know, Philly that, that no, actually that was, was in Washington. The no, no, I know he was in <laughs> Washington, but was it a <laughs> so Washington Boston. reporter that asked him? I, I can only assume it was. I can only okay. assume it was a local beat reporter that asked him. But if it was a Philly reporter, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but like, you know, there's certain places where, you know, you get media who really pushes things. And I like when players call it out. And I also like when players just answer tough questions when people ask him. Speaking of uh, tough questions, uh, Victor Robles um, had his way with Madison Bumgarner and Madison Bumgarner called him a clown. And then Victor Robles wore a red nose this weekend, which I thought was super fun. Yeah, uh, fun facts. I know Welsh loves the fun stats and the fun facts. Uh, when the Blue Jays exploded for 2,800 runs oh, on man. Friday night, um, they scored 28 runs on the road, hit an inside the park grand slam, uh, hit for the home run cycle. So there was a solo, a two run, a three run, and of course the grand slam. Which, by the way, inside the park, Ryan Simon, Ryan Tapia with it was Duran, right, in the outfield who missed the ball, 
lost it in the in the twilight or whatever. But then he didn't run after it, which drove me crazy. Plus, it had a player with six hits in a nine-inning game. That's the first time that's all occurred uh, ever in Major League Baseball. But more to the point, watching that game as a Red Sox fan, I can't imagine you're happy with the effort level at times. And I understand Chris Sale got hurt. I am selling the Red Sox rest of season. I think the Red Sox are indeed going to be sellers. I think J.D. Martinez is going to be on the move. Uh, I would not be shocked if Xander Bogarts was on the move. I think they waited for Chris Sale. Mm -hmm. They got Chris Sale. They don't have Chris Sale now. I think it's all the way down the effort level. When you miss a ball like that and you don't even make a move after it, that tells you everything going on with that team. I don't care where you're down. That's a professional moment, and it's unprofessional. By the way, did you even you weren't looking at the screen? Did you see my nose? Oh, oh, very nice. I, I wasn't looking at the screen. I had that prop. That's ready tremendous. For you. You're a clown, uh, bro. I'm a clown, bro. <laughs> uh, someone actually texted me the Duran stuff because I've been I just been kind of critical of him in prior minor league years and stuff like that with uh, just the little baby ankles and some of the effort stuff that was out there. And I, I thought he's done a whole lot better this year. But then someone was like, "Yo, you have to look at this." And I watched that video and I was like, "That's amazing!" Not only did you know he think that was a homer, but he just stood there and he just let the. I mean, just. Do something like maybe they can't. I mean, I, I see uh, Mayor in there maybe talking about the camera angle that made it look really bad because Verdugo was coming in. But it does seem kind of like systematic across. It's the board bad. For these guys. It's bad. It he didn't bad. move, you know, and when it's out and the guy's running, at least like show like you care, like there's an effort. I That's know. what I'm no, saying. No, even if you're faking it, just be like, oh, I'm going to get it. Oh, you got it. Dang. And somebody else brought Make up in the chat, time. too, going back to the Philly thing. Alec Bohm earlier in the air, too. We talked about that, like how the, the crowd's on it. You know, it's. Ooh, you have a right to move. Phillies or Red Sox? Oh, good question. Phillies. Phillies? Because there's less more than the Red there. Sox? Wow. Well, there's less talent there, I think. Um, Maybe not on the pitching side, but in the bullpen, yeah. they're not good. Um, with no Bryce Harper. I mean, look, Raphael Devers, another one, he gets hurt. You know, so it's like, I don't know, man. I think the Red Sox are in for a, a rude awakening. Um, this day in baseball history was not interesting. So yesterday was. Yesterday was the famous George Brett Pine Tar game, which. Again, if you didn't grow up in the 80s, it's it's too bad that that was not um, happening now because the amount of gifts and memes off of George Brett sprinting out of the dugout to um, try to kill an umpire practically or Billy Martin or whoever uh, is one of the all-time great moments in baseball. Super fun, super amazing. I love George Brett. Miss him dearly. Here's trivia for you, though. Uh, question is, who are the five players who record at least 4,000 total bases with the Red Sox? So, there, you know, uh, if you have a, an answer, who's got 4,000 total bases with the I mean, Red Sox? If you have an David answer, Ortiz drop it in the chat. Well, it was the uh, Hall of Fame. So David Ortiz, yes, was one of those guys. He is the lowest on the trough. I think it's pretty easy to get two of them. So who are the the other two, I think? Is Man Manny? Is he on that list? It is not Manny Ramirez Ooh. because so much of his damage did come in the Cleveland days. It did, okay, yeah, yeah. No, well, not it took me off of saying like no. I, I'm just going like big guys like Nomar would probably be. Go cards got one of them right. It is Yastrzemski is one of the names. Yeah, on that makes list. a lot so, of so sense. We got Yaz and David Ortiz, Ted Williams, obviously more. the other one. So okay, there you go. Solid picks got that one there. Uh, so, oh, Wade Boggs is that it? Is not Wade Boggs. No, no, his raise days. There are a lot of raise days. So not even the raise days, but you know, you got to hit a lot of home runs for the total bases too. Yeah, people forget. Okay, so that. we're missing Wade, one. So let's figure it out, one. guys. You're missing one. Who is it? No, it is not Wade Boggs. It is not. Uh, it's not Noma. It is not uh, Mo Vaughn. It's none of those guys. But we'll uh, hit some uh, deep dive here in the meantime. 
So this was somebody who did a deep dive over on fan graphs of players at the same age as Juan Soto and the uh, the WRC plus of Juan Soto compared to other players. I just want to rattle off the names of the players ahead <laughs> of Juan Soto at this juncture. So Juan Soto is ninth. Eighth is Jimmy Fox, double X. Mickey Mantle at seven, Albert Pujols at six, Mike Trout at five, Ty Cobb at four, Stan Musial at three, Joe Jackson at two, Ted Williams at one. The players behind Juan Soto, Eddie Matthews. Uh, so what do these all have in common? All Hall in the Hall of Fame, except for Joe Jackson, uh, which obviously mm, we all don't know that not, story. Don't not say uh, number 11, though. And number 11, I was getting to that number 11, okay. Fernando Tatis Jr., which I thought mm. was fascinating. Could you imagine if the Padres did pull this off and mm. got the two of those guys together? That would be the, the, the that, that actually, in my mind, that might be the wildest, most anticlimactic of just like if it was one for one. It's like, <clears> I was just going to swap these guys. Like, it'd be fun that they changed jerseys, but it'd be like, oh, we don't have five or six players changing over. We didn't have the, the old, it would be like a true, like fantasy one for one. If they made that move, it'll never happen. I would say it's the least likely thing of anything. I think the Cardinals would be more likely to acquire Soto than Tatis being traded for him, but you know, he's hurt. Only my mm -hmm. point when I bring up the Tatis uh, Jordan stuff, don't forget how good Tatis is. We've been missing him for he some is. time. We I forget, forget about we that. do forget sometimes we because do. you get frustrated with the injuries. Um, so yeah, the is. five it players, sucks. Uh, for the Red Sox, Yastrzemski was one, Ted Williams. By the way, Yastrzemski has more total bases than Ted Williams only because Ted Williams, you know, missed four years, I think, total between two wars he served in. Uh, but still pretty stunning of how great Yastrzemski was. 5,000 total bases, 5,500 actually and change. Ted Williams at 4,800 and change. Uh, David Ortiz was at 4,084. In between one of the uh, names here, somebody did get right. Uh, just to bring this up here in a moment. It was Dwight Evans was one of them. Bizarriza Jizza oh, got it. Dewey so that Evans. was the last one. <laughs> the, Underrated my... player. Well, there's one more. There's one more because there's no. five. There's no, five. we got them. We got them. We got Ted Williams. We got Yastrzemski, David Ortiz. Um... Yastrzemski, Williams, Ortiz, <laughs> I thought we had... Dwight okay, Evans. So maybe... There's one more. Dwight Evans. Okay. It's not Jim Rice. I thought we had. It four. is we Jim Rice. It is oh, Jim okay. Rice. So there you go. There My you go. favorite comment, though, Mike go Mayer, up. Mr. Red Sox got it right under just Bob's. I love this uh, YouTube comment from Chain Bloom says, "Is it Alex Verdugo? He's a fantastic Isn't it Heim? player." It's Heim Bloom. It's Heim Bloom, I believe. Yes, yeah, so oh, nice I to know. see a. It's nice to see a, a celebrity in the chat today. Heim Bloom there in the chat uh, clearly has nothing better to do. Here's some stat heroes <clears throat> over the weekend. Uh, Brady Singer, six innings, uh, 12 strikeouts from Brady Singer. Chris Bassett had 11 strikeouts and a no decision. He pitched great. Did not get a W. Wouldn't you know it, Sandy Alcantara, another 10 strikeouts, Andy. two earned runs. I mean, unbelievable. Tariq Skubal bounced back. That was very important. A lot of people had lost faith. He shouldn't. Sometimes guys just have bad stretches. Skubal's been great. Uh, some other guy named Justin Verlander has been great, too. He's right. going to feel so good when he wins that Cy Young Welsh. Another 9Ks, seven innings for him. Paul Goldschmidt, four dingers over the weekend. Aaron Judge, eight for 13, three homers. Hunter Renfro, boy, oh boy, big weekend for him, three dingers. We had Jose Altuve with six for 14 with two homers. Aloy Menez, finally, our boy Aloy, two homers for him. And Romeo Tapia, 10 ribbies on the weekend, not too shabby. Uh, of course, the zeros, Paul Blackburn at the very top, 10 earned runs. He has a nine and a half ERA uh, through the last 20 innings. Uh, so there you go, Mike Mayer, loving life. Look, all I said was this is a guy to pick up. I never said he's Cy Young. And we got our use out of him. And then you hopefully traded him high. And, and we I even did a video where I said trade him high. So Mike Mayer, just get off if your If you horse. could trade him get high, yeah, I, I think I mean, we on. all would have agreed with that. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, Nadia Valdi, nine earned runs. 
Uh, Ian Anderson, seven in his start. Not good for Ian Anderson. Back to the old ways. Shohei Otani did strike out 11, but he gave up six earned. He had a bad, uh, he had really good first five innings, and then it kind of fell apart. I think within the sixth or seventh. Shane Bieber, bad start for him. Can't have that if you're the Indian. Oh, you almost did it. The Guardians can't have that. I almost did it. I stopped myself. I stopped India Guardians. I did that. And I haven't done that all year. I've been very good about the Guardians thing. Uh, But they need Bieber to be good in all of his starts if they're going to stay here. Lucas Giolito, bad start for him. Six earned. No bueno. We mentioned Robbie Ray and Miles Michaelis. Six earned for him. Jeter Downs over 11, 8Ks. CJ Cron, two for 13, 7Ks. It has not been a good two months for CJ. Ryan McMahon, also bad, uh, 0 for 10, 6Ks. When you face guys like, you know, Woodruff and Burns, you tend to have bad weekends. And then Castellanos now betting 245 with eight homers on the year, one for 13 stretch. Uh, but Welsh, there you go, four homers for him. He's up to 23. Positive Grouch and Go Cards. Uh, both have four-day home run call streaks going. So congratulations to them. Let's get to the bettingpros.com with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Bet $10 to win 200 on any bet, regardless of the outcome of the game. And, of course, you could do that at betmgm.com or using the BetMGM app with the promo code leading off. It's our promo code, one word, leading off. Bet 10 to win 200. That's a good deal. Uh, tonight, a little tricky. Weird slate, not a lot of good pitching. I'd look for a lot of overs tonight. Max Freed with the K prop at Sugar House at uh, five and a half. I don't think the over against the Phillies. I think the Phillies are scuffling right now. Jose Ramirez total base is one and a half. You're getting plus money at Sugar House at 106 on that one. And then Brandon Drury at a uh, one and a half total base is getting plus 118. He's been great. Welsh, you're on yeah. Drury tonight as well. Yeah, that was my number one to go into a hitting 326 against lefties. And he has had a hit in every game in July, but five. So, you know, whatever the math is on how many games he's played, you're probably over 75% of uh, hits in games. And I love the uh, dominance against lefties. So 326 against lefties. Give me the total base over. Also going to attack kind of the same thing. Freddie Freeman total base hitting three forter against righties. They got Espino tonight with Washington and uh, all over Freddie Freeman. Those are two that I really like. I struggle with the pitching props. I don't think I not a good really love a whole bunch. I probably avoid K props. Probably move to more like yeah. first fives or lines. But I'm just going to go overs on earned runs tonight. I mean, I just, it's going to be invest yeah. in offense tonight because it's not a good slate of pitchers. It really isn't. Uh, Max Freed on DK at 10-5, I'd invest in. And then for secondary arms, I'd look at Jaco DeRizzi at 7-8. Got good win potential or Aaron Ashby at home, 7-7. Those are that's it. That's it. I'm keeping it very simple. You get your Max Freed and then one Ashby lineup, one Odorizzi lineup with Freed. I think Tony Gonsolin could be a trap tonight. I'd be very concerned about that 10.2 salary. I'd rather have Max Freed. And mm-hmm. then on the single site, you're going to get on FanDuel, you're going to get Sean Manaya on that one. So I like him at 9 9. He's the best value on the board. I'd look for Atlanta. I'd look for the Dodgers. I'd look for the Houston Astros tonight in terms of stacks. And I'm looking for Austin Riley to go yard tonight. That's my pick, Mr. Riley. Austin Riley and only Austin Riley. Uh, your thoughts tonight, Welsh? Who do you have in uh, the home run call? Contest? You've been an Austin Riley guy lately. I, I think you, carry, you carried him over from last you week. Like All right. uh, I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman. Like I said, with my total base marker, just hitting up righty. So, and it's a great righty to be hitting up. So, give me Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman on the home run call tonight. All right. Uh, who's got? Uh, what's Mike Mayer got tonight? What's got Manny about? Machado. I almost went uh, Manny Machado too. Uh, that mm-hmm. was actually my first one. I decided to move away. So, me and Mayer are kind of on the same. Uh, mental path for homers today but hopefully he does not get one and i can close the ground a little bit 
There you go. All right, tomorrow, Welsh and Bogman have you because I'm going to be in New York with my kids going to the big WWE show tonight at Madison Whoa. Square Garden. Of all the nights to be going of to the garden. Of all the nights. Wow. Of all the nights. Who That's knows what wild things. There's always crazy things that happen in the garden anyway. That is the whole Lots of Triple H. I know. Maybe we'll get Triple H coming out. Possible Edge return. Lots of exciting things. Who knows? Maybe it'd be Matt great if Triple H came there. out and was like, "Vince, you're fired." That would oh. be like a great, a great like passing the torch moment. It would please. be not going to happen, but you might get no. H to come out. You never know. Fun things always happen at the Garden. Uh, that is a, a great place to see a WWE event that you never have. So we're excited, but we're staying over. I'm not going to make it back in time for the show, but that's okay because my boys, the uh, from the ITL in this league army, are going to take you through tomorrow. Uh, but we'll be back for the football show in the afternoon. For all those of you who are watching that, we have a fun live stream NFL uh, mock draft going on. Make sure you subscribe to the Fancy Pros regular channel, not just the MLB. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For the Welsh, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs>